Hey, welcome back, everybody. Time for another episode of Living Hope, our weekly journey designed to provide hope, inspiration, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer, sharing the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. With the woman, well, she's been dealing with it so long. It's second nature. It's old hat. <laughs> Roberta Luna, our 20-year survivor, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be back and happy to be 20 again <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Today we have a guest with us I'm very happy to have, Lori Paoloni. Lori was diagnosed in April 2019 with stage 4 pancreatic cancer and is currently undergoing chemotherapy for a third reoccurrence. Hi, Lori. Thank you for being here today and sharing your journey. We're really happy to see you and have you as a guest. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we're just as honored to have you. Could you give us a little bit about your life before your diagnosis? What what things were like before? When Before I was diagnosed, um, I lived a very active life, traveling, working. I love to work and um, working out. You know, I was um, I studied boxing and martial arts for 20 years. I even competed. So I was very active and very healthy, loved to work. You know, I worked for my dad and then I ventured on to do my own stuff. And then um, this hit me and my life turned Upside down? Upside down. <laughs> Inside out? Inside out. I got a new life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sometimes a new life, like a roller coaster, though, not as much fun, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, a roller, yeah. You get your ups and you get your downs, yes. Very much so. <laughs> what symptoms did you have in the beginning? In the beginning, I went out to lunch with a friend of mine, Julie, and uh, we both had the same meal. And, she, and when I got home, I got sick. I threw up. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I go, hey, Julie, you know... Um, how are you feeling? She's like, I'm fine. I go, oh my God. I go, I think I got food poisoning and the food poisoning never went away. I went to the doctors. They said, oh, you're, you have the flu, you know, you're going to get over it and stuff like that. So number one was throwing up. Every time I ate, I would throw up. And that happened constantly for, so I, uh, first is in February and then, then I was diagnosed in April. So, and then when I went to the doctors continually, um, they said it was an ulcer. So I was living as if I had an ulcer. And then at the very end, like the last, uh, week, my stool turned white and my urine, um, was dark. And then I started having pain. But I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, you know, if you look up the symptoms, those are the symptoms. Throwing up, white stool, dark urine, pain. You know, I did have all the symptoms, but I thought it was, you know, I had blockage. I know I had blockage because of the ulcer, you know, so I'm thinking, oh, that's why that happened. And then the day before I was in the uh, hospital, I was really, really, really sick. You know, people are like, you know, I heard it's really painful. It, I had more discomfort. I wasn't taking pain medicine, you know, or anything like that. I was just like, oh, it's the ulcer. And I would, you know, I'm okay, you know. Mm -hmm. But at that Wednesday night, um, I was so sick. I And the next morning I found myself, I woke up in the bathroom floor you know I didn't even make it to the um to the toilet to throw up you know it was just all there I woke up and I was like oh well that's stupid ulcer and I had an appointment and so um I had an appointment to go get a, a facial luckily you know my <laughs> best friend is uh, uh Helen she's an she's a 
what do you call it? Yeah, cosmetologist. Uh, cos- like yeah, she, you know, she does like facials. <laughs> yeah, and so she's <laughs> yeah, and so she opens the door. You know, I was like, hi, Ellen. She looks at me. She's like, oh my god, Laura, you look horrible. And I was like, okay, I had Thank a rough. You. Yeah, I had a rough li- last night last night. She's like, no, Lori, you're yellow. And I was like. I know. Okay, can you give me a oxygen facial? You know what I mean? I should brighten up after that. She's like, no, look at your eyes. She put up a mirror. My eyes were yellow. And I, she's like, you're jaundiced. You need to call your doctor right now. I go, it's 12 o'clock. They're going to be closed. I don't, she's like, I don't care. Pick up. She picked up the phone. She's like, dial your doctor right now. Thank God for her. And so I called my doctor and he's like, get to the hospital right away. So I went to the hospital right away and uh, they started doing a bunch of tests, and then um, eventually they they went the adenoscopy one, the ultrasound, mm-hmm. and that's where they they said it. they woke me up. You know what I mean? The doctor was so nice. You know, he was holding my hand, and he's like, "I have such bad news for you." And I was like looking at him, I'm like, "What?" And I had my parents at the foot of my bed. You know, I was like, "You know what?" You know what I mean? And he's like, "Um." we found cancer and I was like what kind of cancer and he's like pancreatic cancer and I was like oh my god and um the first thing I look at my parents I go I can't have my parents bury me that was the first thing that came to my mind was like I can't have my I can't do this to my parents you know what I mean and so I was completely devastated I'm I was screaming you know what I mean you told me it was an ulcer (laughs) but you know what I mean like you know everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out you know because my doctor my oncologist started working at Hoke Hospital four days before I got diagnosed if I was diagnosed before I wouldn't have met her you know what I mean so everything you know I look back you know everything happened the way it was supposed to happen yeah, and that's the way a lot of us look at it, and that's the way it's, you know, nothing happens by chance. It's the way it's it's meant to happen. So when you saw your doctor, and uh, what was what was her plan? What did she want to do for your treatment? Well, uh, uh, you know, of course, I didn't, you know, I, I, as soon as I met her, I go, I loved her, I want her, you know, but my, my sister and my parents, we have to get other opinions. They all love her, too. So we went to go get other opinions, and they all referred to go, no, you have to go to Dr. Siri. She's like the one person that you know we listened to her on this advice I was like okay awesome so and she had a lot of hope and a lot of options for me too you know all the other doctors that I saw were like go home put your house in order yeah yeah you know what I mean you're screwed you have pancreatic cancer you know and her she's like no you know what I mean we can treat this like you have like you know soon cancer is going to be like having diabetes like a hundred years ago if you were diagnosed with diabetes you know, you're going to die. You know, that's the same way that they want to do with cancer. And, you know, three years later, I'm still here when they told me that it's not a possibility. And thankfully that you had another doctor you didn't, you know, that took a different course. Yes. So what treatments did she start you with? Okay, well, first I had to get, because I was so bad, I had to um, get the Whipple surgery. And Can you just explain that just a little bit for people who don't know what the Whipple okay, is? Okay, it's like a pretty intense surgery. I didn't thank God, you know, when I was diagnosed, my parents and my sister took away my phone, so I wasn't able to look up <laughs> anything, okay? So that was a smart thing. Um, so they go in, they um, had the, you know, your small intestines, they rearrange it to the 
to your large intestines. They took 30% of my pancreas, I think 20% of my liver, 20% of my um, stomach. You know, it was an intense surgery. I had no idea what was I going into. <laughs> when you see me going into surgery, I have video. I mean, we're singing, having a good time. It looked like I was going to a party. I had <laughs> no idea what, what, I, what I was getting into. And then I came out of it, you know, and then I had six weeks off to recoup. And then I had to do six months of 12 rounds of intensive chemotherapy. Yeah, it's difficult. But a lot of people mention that when they have the whip, it's like redoing all your plumbing. And it's like yes. plumbing, right? And my plumbing works great now, better than before. <laughs> well, yes. that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of changes, though, did you have to go through after the whip? A lot of people tell me, I didn't have, I wasn't able to have the whip, but a lot of people tell me that there's dietary changes, there's, you know, stools are different, just planning events and, you know, yeah. vacations and things are much different now. Yeah. Um, the first, um, the first six weeks was tough yeah now I can eat I have to have enzymes you know when I eat you know I can't have like a big meal after I don't have that many issues and if I do I forget because I do get pancreatitis and that's very 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 painful but I forget you know what I mean I'm I'm really good at just moving forward getting up and pushing through the pain or the situation <laughs> or whatever I've been through. And maybe that's a good thing, right? It yeah, that's you, a good thing. Yeah. Things. You got to take it a little bit at a time. Um, you started some radiation, I believe. Um, okay. The first time I got diagnosed, you know, with the Whipple surgery and the, the chemotherapy, Dr. Siri, thankfully, she's like, you know, I don't do the Oh, you don't need it. You got it all out. You know what I mean? They were able to remove it. We're going to do the chemotherapy, you know, and let's just not go okay. there right now. Thank God she didn't because um, the second time I got diagnosed with cancer, it came back a year later and it, it went to my uh, stomach and my liver. And again, I don't know how I keep dodging these bullets. You know, I get Dr. <laughs> Siri, you know, at this perfect timing. Togue just got like a two weeks after you know my diagnosis they were going to have this new radiation machine mm -hmm. called the MRI, MRI idiot by Vuray and where it's the laser where it's direct it goes direct because before you you know they they do the whole organ but now with this laser it goes straight to the um to the cancer and it zaps the the cancer and so that's just five zaps with radiation versus the old-fashioned which is 30 rounds of radiation mm -hmm. and um, and because of this machine because it's so direct usually if you have uh, you can only do radiation once on a, on an organ because it's I don't know why you it's not good for you um, so the third time I got um, diagnosed it came back in my liver and they were able to do radiation again mm -hmm. so you know what I mean I keep dodging these bullets because this new machine came and that's from that machine you know I thought like um, hospitals were the ones that got these you know you know, technology and machines, but these the foundation at um, Hoke Hospital called Circle 1000, 
they went out throughout the field and they looked for the latest treatments and the best treatments for cancer patients. And so they found this because there's only a few in the world and we just happen to have it in our backyard at Hogue. And so they raised the money by this author, um, Koontz. Dean Koontz. Yeah, yes, he yes. gave $10 million to have that. Right? I didn't know people would do those kind of things, you know? I was really shocked. Thank God for him. He's like, what amazing person. Yeah, I don't know if he realizes the impact that yeah, he's had on lives. Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah it's, it's, I'm still shocked, you know? <laughs> but yeah, there are people out there doing some really good work. And I'm really happy to hear about this new radiation because I had it years ago and when it was a different way. Where did way you have it on? And it, they do, it was like a fool. It wasn't like yeah. targeted like what you're talking about. Yeah, now about. they have targeted. Yeah. You're going to be good. Yeah, there you go. And uh -huh. actually, I only did a few rounds because it actually sent me into kidney failure. Oh. And um, I only have one kidney, so I have to kind of be kind oh, to my okay. kidney, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm oh, glad gosh. to hear about this new machine. And I also hear you were one of the first patients yes, to get to use it. Yes, I was one of the it. first patients <laughs> to get to use it. I wonder if I'm the first patient who got to use it twice. I don't know. I didn't ask that question, <laughs> but I'll ask. <laughs> you can ask that. And well, hopefully you won't have to use it again. But when, yeah. you, when you go in just for your checkups, you can find yeah, out. Yeah, but I'm not worried about it now because I have that in my back pocket just in case I get there cancer again. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I love options. <laughs> there you go. The uh -huh. more options you have, the different roads you can travel yes. right? the more success you will be yes That's a really good attitude to have so keep it up i also heard that you um gave some suggestions to them for future patients i guess <laughs> i didn't know you know i guess they said like laura you know when i came back you know you helped us a lot that first time i go oh, i didn't know what i did but yeah you know i was really focused it's, it's not easy to do because you have to hold your breath and make sure it's in that little you know, little, this little surrogate, it's a target um, area and you have to do it with your breath and you have, you see the video camera. So, you know, you have to hold it. And then I guess, I don't know exactly what I contributed, but I guess <laughs> I did. I don't know in what way. <laughs> what advice would you give to patients who will be using this, this particular machine? Anything? Oh, it's very easy. You know, you'll get tired afterwards because you have to do a lot of breathing and holding your breath, but there was no, symptoms I would be just tired afterwards but I think it's because I would hold my breath and it would be after chemo sometimes you know so sometimes I didn't know it was if it was from the chemo or it was from the um the radiation but this the second time that I did do the radiation um I didn't my doctor's like let's skip chemo while you do this I'm like okay great and I didn't have any side effects you know I didn't feel anything um the first time I did end up like once you your symptoms don't happen that day they'll happen like three weeks or four work four weeks afterwards like the first time I had mouth sores mm -hmm. and the second time I had like inflammation on my uh, like if you have inflammation in your body you'll feel it in a couple weeks you know it's not like you're taking pain medicine or anything like that it's just mm -hmm. like oh that's from the radiation so the symptoms weren't bad enough at the time then that you were able to go ahead and continue fairly normal yeah because they don't give you that much you know what I mean it's like yeah, zee, 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 <laughs> you know you refer to pain. Where was your pain when you, before you, even when you were first diagnosed, where were you having your pain at? My back area. Okay. But it wasn't that bad. Like I was had to take pain medicine. I didn't take anything. I was like, oh, just my back. It, huh? Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> you know what the hardest part was for yeah. me is, okay, you know, I was stupid enough. You know, thank, thankfully my, my parents and my sister took away my phone while I was in the hospital. But when I came back home, oh yeah, let me search up yeah. pancreatic cancer, you know what I mean? And it, 
I went into a deep depression. I was so, I mean, crying morning and night. I thought, I have no hope. Well, look what they're saying to me. Mm-hmm. I was so bad that the doctors had to put me on schizophrenic medicine. Yeah, it's difficult, and that's one thing I always tell people. Please do not Google pancreatic cancer. If you want to find out information, go to pancan.org. Okay. Because it is, I mean, they've got great information there. Everything is researched. They just don't put anything out there. Yeah, so, my doctor said, too, yeah. it's on the Internet, it's 10 years old. And if you want to, just look at survivor story, stories. Don't look at anything. All the information on, on the Internet, it's at least 10 years old, but I didn't know about pancan before so yeah and it's something we really want to get out there for people you know to make sure if you're if you get that diagnosis yeah go to pan can can dot org don't don't google like you said there oh, is a, no <laughs> make sure you have a doctor uh, beside you if you google you know decide to go online and look up pancreatic cancer yeah, it's it's not very encouraging or very hopeful so please try not do not I do know, not do that's not like go, that's the if i can give somebody uh, advice that would be number one advice do not google that on on the internet, go to pancan.org or just look for survival stories, and that's it. And it's really, there's a lot of them out there now. It's very encouraging to see. And I, I know. I told I told Roberta, I go, you're my life goal. She's 20-year <laughs> survivor. That You know, I've never met a 20-year survivor of pancreatic cancer. You're my first. So, and didn't you say, you're like, we should put a list out. Yes. You know, you're talking about, like, I should put a list out. Five-year survival, 10, 15, 20, so people know, hey. I do have a chance. Yeah, I think it'd be a good idea instead of Googling. When you Google, you get the survivors yes, that are out there. Yes, yes. Yeah, it would be something we hopefully to see more survivors, obviously, but something we want to see out there, the, the positive. It's something you have to look for. Why is it that you might not be that one in that survival rate? Why yeah. Why does it have to be you're going to be the one that's not going to make it? Okay, but you know what else happened to me, too? Okay, um, two months before I was diagnosed, my next door neighbor, literally my next door neighbor, two months before um, I got diagnosed, he died of pancreatic cancer after getting the diagnosis six weeks after. So that's why also I was like a little bit, you know what I mean, scared. Yeah, yeah, and this is something that, um, I don't know, I told you when we were talking in the lobby, that it changed me, it changed a lot of the ways I think and a lot of ways I do things now. How did it change you or did it change you for the better? Oh, for the better I live. It's like <laughs> mental, mentally, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like not in my head anymore as I used to be. And my life goals are different. My lifestyle is different. You know, I'm not able to work because I have to, do, I only get one week off a month from chemo. So this is my off week, which I can do, you know what I mean? This is my catch up to do, you know, everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yesterday I did a little bit too much cause I'm, uh, I had to move some stuff like this whole bedroom we're doing construction. So I had a big project yesterday and by three o'clock I ended up getting sick. You know oh. what I mean? I have to, my body, I just have to remember my body, like the chemo does take a toll on you, yes. but I forget I, like, I feel so good it's like you may feel good but your body does not feel good okay so i have to be more conscious of listening to my body and that's really true because i, I know the same thing as you start you feel good one day so you think that that day yeah. you're going to do everything you can and then yeah. you end up paying for it so. oh yeah yeah so is your chemo that you're doing now is it considered a maintenance then um no because i do have the um the the cancer in my um liver so i'm getting a pet scan on 
tomorrow, you know what I mean? I have pet anxiety, you know, a scan anxiety, you yes. know what I mean? So I don't really think, I don't want to think about it till tomorrow. I have a good day today, so, you know, I don't want to think about it. So um, we're hoping that the, the cancer in my, um, in my liver is going to be uh, gone, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that it was because of the radiation and the chemo together. Well, we're going to be praying for you and hopefully the same thing. And like I said, you've got a great outlook and I can't imagine. And I, you know, you being a boxer and I don't know if you noticed, but I, I was given boxing gloves oh, I see it. for I my 20th it. anniversary. Because Good for when, you. Because yes, when I talk about it, yeah, I talk about it as being rounds, boxing rounds. So. Yeah. Same with my first um, round, my first chemo that I had to get, I'd do 12 rounds of chemo and that's like a boxing match. There you go. Yeah. There and go. I did the whole 12 rounds. Well, I may be a little wobbly, but I'm still standing after 20 rounds. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to continue the same way. And yeah. I, I want to thank you. And just real quick, is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with before we go? Um, yes, I do have cancer, but I do live a really, um, you know, thriving life. I traveled. I mean, I'm still able to travel to Italy this summer. I'm going to go to Italy. I'm, I'm going I have to take um, I have to do chemotherapy when I'm there, too. But I have a doctor there. You, uh, you know, I'm going to be there for three months so I can still do live my life the way I you know what I mean? A good quality life. Right. And you look great and, you know, really happy to have you. And again, thank you for coming and sharing your journey oh, with done. us. we're done. That went by so fast. <laughs> it, it really does, right? And we can have you come back another time and talk more about whatever you'd like whenever, to talk about. Whenever, if you need me to, you know, give people hope, you know. Well, I think you can do that. And I think you're, you're, you inspire me as well. And at the end of every episode, we like, and you inspire <laughs> me too. my life goal, 20 years. Oh, thank you. Uh, plus 20 years. Plus. plus. Let's oh, not yes. forget yeah. That. <laughs> We're going to keep going, but thank you for coming. And like I said, we dedicate each episode to somebody. And today I really want to dedicate it to you because you're really a great inspiration. You're an amazing woman. And I'm just so happy to have you here and talking about your journey. And also to those that, you know, that give so that we can have the machines that will help with, you know, future uh, diagnosis and future treatments. Uh, and, my, set up. and my story is going to be featured in the Daily Pilot this weekend. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So Wonderful. if you get the local newspaper here in Orange County in Newport Beach, um, they're going to have a little article. Oh, well, that's awesome. We'll, we'll put that out there as well. So okay, thank great. you for thank sharing you. that and take care. We, we will be seeing you again soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you have it. If that's not inspiration, if that doesn't get you up and uh, ready to start fighting a round or two, I don't know what will. We hope you'll join us as we take this weekly journey. Some are sad, some are ups, but they're all informative. How do people deal with this on a daily basis? Sharing the real life stories of those really affected. If you'd like to share your story, please contact us like Lori did. We'd love to have you come on. The more, the, the more effective it is, the more we tell stories. And if you or anyone you know needs help right now, we're always listing lots of places, the Hirschberg Center and, uh, of course, PanCan. Try that number first, Patient Services at 877-2-PANCAN for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. For the OC Talk Radio Network, I'm Paul Roberts, thanking you for joining us, hoping us, you'll share this story with others. And realize that even in the darkest days, there is hope, living hope, right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.